Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I'm so glad that you are here joining me in June If you are in Australia, you will know that this is the pointy end of the year where it is uh, the end of the financial year. We are nearly halfway through the year, which means halfway to Christmas. Literally, Christmas is six months uh, into the future. It's just around the corner. I feel like this year has gone so, so quickly. So today, I wanted to talk to you about uh, why and how it's really important to be reviewing your law firm's performance over the last 12 months. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey as a law firm owner, whether you have been traveling along the road for quite some time or whether it is your first year in business, it's still really, really important to have a look at the year that has been and to really review it. In my view, you can't really set realistic goals moving forward if you don't know where you've come from. So it's really important to take the time and to review your law firm's performance as the year or the end of financial year approaches. And boy, is it approaching really, really quickly. So in this episode, we are going to discuss the key areas that you should review to ensure that your law firm has the best opportunity to perform at its best as you move into the new financial year when July ticks over. So let's dive right in. The end of the financial year presents an excellent opportunity for law firms to assess the performance that has been going on in the firm and to make informed decisions about the year ahead and what the year ahead might look like. It's really crucial to analyze the health of the the finances of your firm, the revenue, the expenses, what the profit margin was, how each individual lawyer in your team performed, and maybe it's just you in the firm, so how did you perform as a lawyer in your team, and to really take a closer look at the financial statements, including your balance sheet, income statement, and cash flow statement. All of those things are really important to have your head wrapped around because you are going to be having meetings with your accountant and making sure that everything is tickety-boo in your firm. And to make sure of that, you actually need to understand it yourself. And I think so many times we don't really understand or we're not reviewing it. We're just in this zone of go, 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 and we don't spend the time that's required, which really does help us do things like reducing your overheads and expenses or increasing your billable hours, whether it's you as a law firm owner that are producing billable hours or someone on your team. 
So along with the financial performance, it's really essential also to evaluate your firm's client base. Are the clients that you are attracting the ones that you really want to be attracting in your law firm? How would you like things to be different in that year to come? Have a look at the clients that you've had in the last 12 months and identify out of the clients you've had your most valuable clients and the service that they require. Is this what you are offering? Is this what you want to be offering? Can you hone your offerings in more so to these ideal clients of yours? Is there a type of client that has consistently been bringing in significant revenue? Is there a way of getting more of those types of clients? And then also on the other hand, over the last 12 months, have there been clients who are less active or maybe really hard work, the ones that complain all the time, and they're really draining on profit and revenue rather than helping you increase it? And how can you stop attracting those clients? Or maybe you need to put some systems in place so that you are making sure that those clients are not the ones that are coming in for initial appointments or they're not the ones that you're engaging with. You're not sending cost agreements out to those clients because often those clients really do drain you emotionally and they can also drain your profit margin as well. So have a look at that and really understand who those people are and if there's a pattern there. And what you'll find with your uh, clients is that there's definitely a pattern of some you know, excellent clients and the traits that they have. There's definitely some patterns of mediocre clients and the traits that they have. And also that goes for their clients that are the ones that really drain you as well. So understanding your client base is going to help you make strategic decisions regarding retention and acquisition. And in terms of acquisition, it really is how you're marketing your firm, who you're speaking to out there in the marketplace, and uh, how you're attracting that ideal client. If you can create a business or a law firm in the next 12 months where you're attracting 80% of your ideal clients, imagine how much that can change your business over the next 12 months. It is actually incredible. And the way that we attract those ideal clients is by ensuring that our messaging is right. So is your messaging right? So your marketing, what you're putting out there, what you're letting people know about you and your firm. So those are just some things to think about there. And that leads me on to talking about another really crucial aspect to review, and that's your law firm's marketing and business development efforts. Evaluating what your marketing strategies have been in the past year and what you might like them to look like over the next 12 months. Have your digital marketing campaigns generated leads and brought you in new clients? How much has that cost you? And how much revenue have you received from those marketing efforts? You should really know these numbers. So that will really help you move the needle forward in the next 12 months if you do know those numbers. So the numbers are, for example, spending $50,000 on Google ads over the last 12 months. Uh, and from that, you have received a revenue of a million dollars, for example. So whatever your efforts have been, what has that cost you in time and finances? 
what's the investment been, and what's the outcome been for receiving, um, retaining clients through those efforts. It's really interesting seeing it all written down so that you can make way better decisions as you move forward when it comes to your marketing. In terms of your website performance, social media engagement, and uh, Google reviews, how has that been going? How many clicks are you getting on your website? How many people are landing on your landing pages and phoning you from certain uh, phone numbers that are on your website? What sort of engagement have you been getting on your social media? And how many reviews have you got? It's really interesting looking at all that um, because, you know, if you, you are not receiving many Google reviews, how can you increase that? Now, I've got a whole podcast about how you can get more Google reviews, but that's also the sort of thing that we talk about a lot inside uh, Scalable Business Lounge. Honestly, identifying these areas where you are lacking and the things that you can do more of, it really does help you move forward into the next year. It can improve your online presence, your brand, and really help to shape your business moving forward over the next 12 months. So really looking at it and evaluating where you're at is so, so important because you can see then all the opportunity that you have as you move into this new financial year. So it's actually so, so exciting when you think about it like that. Next up, I want to talk to you about efficiency in your law firm and productivity this is a key factor in your law firm's success, and particularly if you're a law firm owner who wants to get off the tools and work on the business rather than constantly in your business. If you have the right efficiencies and productivity tools, which are things like the right tech stacks, you have the right systems and processes in place, you have the right team members in place it will make a massive difference in your business. Are there things in your business right now that are really onerous and they take lots of time? If there are, how can we improve those things? What are the bottlenecks and inefficiencies that hinder your productivity in your law firm? Have a look at those. What are some things this last 12 months that you can think of that have been areas where you've been putting out fires and dealing with drama? If we can identify those, we can then create new efficiencies and systems and processes that can really help your business. I know for me in my law firm, I am one of the biggest bottlenecks there when it comes to lots of tasks. Things that I hate doing, I end up putting off and putting off and putting off, and then I end up being completely inefficient and really bottlenecking things up. So if there's anything like that that you hate doing, what can you delegate off? What can you get rid of in your law firm and give it to someone else? Even if you're a solo practitioner, there's so many opportunities and options out there for um, offloading tasks, whether it's on Upwork or Fiverr, hiring a VA, or using different services like answering phone services. What are some of the tasks and things in your law firm that you can streamline, like workflows or adopting new technologies or investing in automation tools to make things more efficient? Last week, I was talking to the team from Clio and they have got so many efficiencies. It's all about creating workflow and making things automated 
right from client intakes right through to the end of the matter, which is really great for solos and for larger law firms alike because the more efficient things can be, the less expensive they can be and that makes you more profitable and then you are getting in the zone of genius of working smarter and not harder, which is what I am all about. If you've been listening to my podcast for any amount of time, you will know that's what I love about being in business is finding ways to make things more efficient, more streamlined and easier so that uh, the, the business functions at a whole new level. So don't forget as well that the other resources that you have are your staff, equipment and your technology. What can you get rid of? What can you add? Uh, what are some of the things that really make um, a big difference in the law firm? Next up, I want to talk to you about your team because your team as a law firm owner is one of the most important assets and the most expensive assets, by the way, that you have. And your team's performance is going to make or break your law firm. So the end of the financial year is the ideal time to start talking about and assessing your team's performance. This is where we do in our law firm a performance reviews for all of our lawyers and our staff members. The way that we're breaking it up this year is that uh, you, you're, the person who you report to is conducting your review. So uh, that has made life for me and uh, my operations manager a whole lot easier. So each of us are only needing to review, you know, three or four people because we only have people reporting um, we only have teams of three or four in the firm now. So that has worked really, really well for us this year. Uh, it's really interesting to get feedback from your team. The way that we do it, and sorry, give feedback to the team, the way that we do it is we have these review sheets that both parties fill out. So the person who's conducting the review fills it out and so does the team member that's receiving the review. And it's really constructive feedback and thought around the year that has been and uh, the accomplishments, the performance uh, and all of those sorts of things. So both parties get to really think about that person and what they've been doing um, over the past year and where they might want to um, improve or learn or grow in the next 12 months so that we can set goals as a as team members but also as a firm. If we can all grow individually, it means that we can grow as a team and become a stronger firm. And I love to be able to give people in our team the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to up level and to uh, create more for themselves as they move through their career um, in my law firm. So yeah, the end of financial year is definitely the right time and a great time to be conducting those reviews and also to be considering if there should be a pay rise or not uh, for those team members and what needs to happen in the future. So lastly, I want to talk about professional development initiatives. So what does that look like for your firm in the next 12 months? How did it look in the last 12 months? What worked? What didn't work? So we've tried all sorts of things in our law firm for professional development. Professional development can be really expensive. 
Um, but it can also be really inexpensive if you are innovative. And it can also be really boring or it can be uh, where people aren't learning and aren't growing from it. But it can also be an opportunity where they can really learn and, up and grow and up level. So again, putting time, effort, energy into your team and helping them grow and prosper is really important. So how do we want to do that with our professional development? What worked last year? What didn't work? So in previous years, to give you an idea of what we've done, we've done things like a team retreat where everyone has to deliver CPD um, uh, learnings. We have done um, lunch and learns over a 12-month period where we get different people in to speak uh, about different topics to do with our practice area, which works really well. And we've also attended conferences. Obviously, the attending conferences is um, really expensive, but it also works as a really great reward for your team if they've been working really hard. Um, they really appreciate it as well and it can be excellent for learnings. So what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? What have your team loved? What haven't they enjoyed? And uh, identifying really the gaps that need to be addressed um, over the next 12 months and how you want to implement a comprehensive professional development plan for your team over the next 12 months. So what does that look like? So that really wraps up our discussion on the key areas to review at the end of financial year to ensure that your, your law firm is performing at its best. Honestly, taking the time to assess your firm's financial house, health, your client base, what clients you're attracting, what ones you don't want to be attracting, what marketing strategies you've got in place your operations and how streamlined or not streamlined things are running in your firm, your team's performance, and also your professional development initiatives. This is going to set you a really strong foundation for the success of your firm as you move forward. A new financial year is so exciting. We can't change the one we've just had, but we can most certainly review it and learn from it, learn from those experiences and we can make the next year even bigger and better. So if you would love to get involved in the Scalable Business Land, I would love to have you on board in there. We've just done an amazing masterclass, which was awesome. And that was uh, actually planning for the next financial year, not just for what profit you're going to be making and revenue you're going to be making and team members you're going to be employing, but also for what I call law firm owner happiness. Law firm owner happiness is one of the most important aspects of you running your own law firm. That's why you started your own law firm in the first place. You wanted your law firm to be uh, successful and give you financial freedom and time freedom so that you can spend more time doing what you want. And if you spend more time doing what you want, it means that you have a, you know, a greater ability of having that law firm owner happiness and joy because you are living more of the life that you would love. So we talked about that and we set goals and plans around um, business owner happiness. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk to you about business owner happiness. So stay tuned. But if you would love to join the Scalable Business Lounge, I would absolutely love to have you in there uh, where we are most certainly creating more freedom for law firm owners. So please hop on over to my website 
uh, scalable business lounge. No, sorry, it's not. It's scalablelaw.com. Or you can find me at Carly Fontanelli on uh, Instagram and we can have a chat about how you can join the Scalable Business Lounge. Until next time, I hope that you have found this information valuable and insightful and I look forward to the next episodes. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast, brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this.